and welcome back to the Football Chat Podcast. Today it's episode 150 and we've got a multitude of topics to talk about from this week's football news. We can start with a question that was posed to us in our live chat on Saturday. I can't remember who it was, apologies. If you are watching, please do take your credit in the comments below. But they basically asked about the top, the most expensive transfers and why they all seem to fail. So we're going to try and answer that question today, aren't we, Harry? Yeah. Sure, answers as always. We will try and answer that question: why they all fail, whether it's a you know, there's obviously a load of factors, but what factor we deem to be the most problematic or the reason really. So we're going to start then by looking at those top twenty most expensive transfers because I think they do paint an interesting picture when you actually look through them. We'll start at the most expensive, work our way down, discussing why they failed, whether they failed, and and whether we can actually judge them yet. Because a couple in there, obviously that are way too recent to judge. We'll start with, with then at the top, Neymar to PSG in 2017, €222 million. Euros. I think we can all say that was a resounding failure, a player that came in with such expectations yet really failed to, to reach those at Paris. Yeah, I think this one is a bit more of an outlier because, for me, that amount of money... No matter how good a footballer is, they will never live up to it. Yeah. It, it was always going to fail. Neymar could have scored fifty. He got. He could have got fifty goal contributions in his first year, and it still failed because that is a mental amount of money. It is a ridiculous amount of money, and no matter how well he did, it would have been a failure. So I feel like the Neymar one is different to the rest of them because you know over two hundred million. It's, yeah. That's that's outrageous. Especially in the, given the market in 2017, it's not what it was today. No. Today the market is in you know it's hyperinflated in recent seasons. So you, given what other players are going for, it was huge out of market value. I I don't think they've ever, as you say, I don't think they've ever re- realised that sort of value. Never going to get 220 million pounds no. worth of player. I do think he is still a brilliant player, though. I think he's, without the injuries, maybe we'll be saying that they still paid too much, but he was still an excellent signing. So, I don't know. It's difficult to really say. I do think, though, it is a failure. I think PSG yeah. fans have been let down. The fact they've not won a Champions League title, just about the fact you paid 200 million. For one two hundred million euros he, for he, one player. At the end of the day, he's just a man. Yeah, he spent over 200 million euros on a man. He is. He's very good at football. He's all right. Second, Kylian Mbappe to PSG, also in 2017. And we're at 145 million. So we're going to look at the upfront costs. Obviously, this list could look very different if you include add-ons, but it's hard to say which add-ons have been triggered and which haven't. So it's easier just to look at that upfront cost and, uh, and go from there. So Kylian Mbappe, has it been a success? This, and this is where this is doing to the Neymar one because the Neymar one was A, so much more money and B, was, I mean, obviously we know now that he's obviously left and it wasn't long term. With no, Mbappe, well, they sold Neymar obviously for a fifth of the price of what they paid for exactly. pretty much. So, well, but around that 50 million mark, we're looking at 220 million. It's with Mbappe, great. Also, with this, all these transfers, all that transfer is he goes under every single summer with his contract expiring. Mm. Oh, if it's, you know, is he going to be sold? Is he going to leave on a free? What's he going to do? Oh, now he's got to sit with the B team. All pretty resolved again. But I think for that amount of money and for the long-term success they've had with Kylian Mbappe, yeah. that one worked for me. That was worth it. Because they got they got all of their money was worth, really. The but amount of league titles he's yeah. helped them win, helping them get to that Champions League final in 2020, that £145 million is and if they're, if they're to sell on now, they make a profit. Yeah, I, I want to point out that obviously Mbappe's Mbappe's is a very big fee. But if they were to sell him on, the difference with the name one is it would you mm. have to say it would exceed two hundred million, right? Yeah. If you, if, yeah. if he's got a fair deal, fair length left on his contract, if they're selling him it's in today's market, it smashes the record. So I think one hundred and forty-five million euros. I think if they look back at that now, they're going to be very happy. How long been there now? Five years, six years. That's twenty seventeen. So six, he's going six on to his years. sixth season. I and they've won the league and everything. One of those, apart from one, and then then they've also got the Champions League final. I think the yeah. fact that one of the Champions League really lets them down, but that's not his fault. I was going to say Mbappe in that time, uh, World Cup winner. Yeah. World Cup finalist in 2022 as well. He, well, the Euro 2020 weren't great, but Nations League finalist. Things are Did see that as well? Yeah. Big and obviously smashing PSG goal records. I believe he's their top goal scorer, right? 
Has to be. I think he recently passed. He Slatter. scored what twenty plus goals in for six years. That's no, yeah. one hundred and twenty goals. And the club's got no histories. <laughs> and that's just you know we're looking. I think it's probably more than that, isn't it? Probably closer to thirty plus than twenty plus. Well, if you yeah, I guess it's got to be over thirty. You'd say in you a forty-eight game season. Cups, you know they play some random league of sides, league dirt side, and the <laughs> Mate, cup, they play like Chateau fifteen nil. <laughs> yeah, and that they've got seven. Yeah, exactly. I, I think uh, that is a little bit stat padding, but ultimately he's a ridiculous yeah, bit of talent, he is. isn't he? And I think that it'll always be waged this Haaland versus Mbappe debate, similar to how Messi and Ronaldo has, but I think they're both ridiculously good footballers. I don't think anyone can doubt that for so, a second. So far, one out of the two we've named, it was a success. It goes down quickly. Jean Felix Atletico Madrid 2019, 126 million euros. Then feet of the rest. Yeah. Conned them. Absolutely I was going to say, them. the amount of players in this list that are from Benfica, all two of them, are, <laughs> as you go down further, there's loads more, but in the top 22 players from Benfica. For me, Jean Felix was a great player and is still a great player. He just wasn't given the time to adapt. But he was he was he had one season of senior football yeah. before he signed for uh, one the worst club you could ever send a creative player to. Yeah. It's like sending Didn't Picasso to prison. Like you're not gonna get anything good out of it. He'd probably have a yeah. great wall, yeah, wouldn't exactly. it? Wall would be amazing. But uh, Felix I feel like you've put him you've sent him to the most restricted yeah. manager when he's one of the most exciting creative players that I've ever watched. So for me it's a real shame that this never worked out for him. I never think he was a £145 million player. 126. 126 He was very good. He was very good at Benfica. That season he was brilliant. But for Atleti to watch one season and go, yeah, I'll give them a hundred, you know, £126 million, that's yeah. ludicrous. I think Atleti panicked that summer. Because this is 2019. Griezmann had just left and yeah. joined Barcelona. They've just seen their rivals Real Madrid sign Eden Hazard. Yeah. I think they looked in that moment and went, shit, what have we got... Who's our front line? Yeah. Morata? Yeah, no, that's just the end. So they decided to throw all their Grealish money at... Griezmann. Griezmann money, not Grealish. <laughs> they barely said it all Grealish, shouldn't they? All that Griezmann money Playing the championship at the one bloke and a very, a very young, talented player that was not ready. And in that, you've got to say, in that moment, given the market in 2019, they definitely could have spent it, spent it wiser. However, they did go on and win the league. They did. They did. It was twenty twenty one, I believe, they won the league, right? Yeah, yeah. What I say? Might be wrong there, but yeah, within a couple of yeah. seasons, they'd won the league. While it hasn't worked out for Felix, he's still young. I think for Atleti, it was a bad transfer. For yeah. Felix, he could still bounce back. He's still only twenty. I mean, obviously, they went down there because they joined Chelsea on a loan, and that was quite last year. It was quite wasn't the worst Chelsea side we've seen in. And he's still left in that side, it has to be said. He still looked he good at times. Right. I mean, um, given how bad that team but, was. But, you know, fresh start of Barca for him. Maybe there's, you know, there's a bright future, but if we're looking at transfer alone, it was a fail. Yeah, 100%, 100%. I think that one was a lot more about the buying club, though, than the player that moved. Yeah. But, yeah. And a selling club, because Benfica just, you know, I think they add an extra zero on the end of every single value. Just sneak it in, don't yeah. let anyone, don't let the... Uh, yeah, speaking of Benfica, up next it's Enzo Fernandez. I think this one is much too early to to judge. Yeah. We're only six months into his time at Chelsea, joined obviously in January of this year. I don't think it's his fault that Chelsea were eight months last year. I think he looks a ridiculously good player. I think he's, I think he is, yes. I think he will be one of the best midfielders in the world over the next decade. So obviously I think it's way too early to judge now, but preemptively it's a good transfer. Similar to the Mbappe one, that we'll look back on it in a few years and go, that was a steal. Yeah, I also he's not I, yeah. the same numbers about it. It's not like, oh my god, mind blown. But we'll still go, yeah, okay, that was a decent price. Yeah, and it, I think his transfer shows a new trend yeah. of defensive midfielders being so expensive. We saw it this summer yeah, and we've got another we've got another two to talk about. Well, yeah, defensive midfielders, uh, they've, they've risen in price because they're, one, they're so valuable right now into how every system yeah. operates. Every team in the Premier League needs a DM right now, You seem to, it seems to be. But two, they're also very rare. DMs, they're like unicorns. They're great. Yeah. They come around once in a blue moon, though, so you've got to shoot it when you see like it. You feel, you, know, you feel like this transfer mixed with the fact that it was Benfica, the selling club, and who knew Chelsea had a lot of money, 
and then they were put into, into a bit of bidding war with Liverpool, so they did manage to drive that price up a bit. Yeah. So they did really well, but I still think it will be... It's obviously hard to judge, but I think we'll look back on it as a success. I think we will. I think if you if you lay out the facts of he should be, you know, providing nothing miraculously horrendous happens, he should be one of the best midfielders in the next decade. Yeah. £121 million for one of the best midfielders in the world? I think that's a steal. Yeah. I think that's a steal. So, for me, while it looks expensive now, it, I think it will come good. Yeah. Even if Chelsea don't, they should be able to sell it yeah, for okay. more. Our next then, we've got two Barcelona signings joint at number five. We've got uh, Coutinho in 2018 and Griezmann in 2019. After Neymar, I mean, this is there's a lot more to talk about with Barcelona. There's a whole other story with Bartomeu and the shit show that went on there with the finances and they're still recovering from that to this day. Well, they did win the league last year, so well done. <laughs> yeah, they're recovering well. But looking at those two deals then, which was worse? Oh. I think it has to be... I, I'm going to say Coutinho. I think Coutinho is worse yeah. based on the fact that they did manage to take a very good Griezmann off their rivals. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Who then went to that loan man on Jav Felix. As we said, that didn't, realize that didn't work. We'll start with Coutinho first. I feel like similar to Felix, without Atleti uh, Felix, they watched... One magical season of Phil Coutinho. No, Coutinho had many. No, 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 no. What I'm saying, no, he was he, he had many good seasons, right? But he was very, very good, and they just went, well, he's very good, and chucked a lot of money. They bought him in January 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Why? Never buy a player in January. To be fair, though, his first six months, I want to say, his first six months of, of life at Barcelona actually went really well. He fit in nicely. He was putting up some decent numbers. And actually, there's a lot of promise there. And I still think, he, at the time, he was one of the hottest players on the market. He is still an exceptional footballer. For whatever reason, there wasn't that belief in him. And he never, I, don't, I don't know whether he didn't believe in himself, whether there's just never any trust in him. But he didn't get many minutes. But we did see his quality. When he went on loan to Bayern, and he scored against Barca when they won 8-1, that really showed he is still a brilliant player. He was still a brilliant player. For whatever reason, it didn't work out at Barcelona. Potentially, that's the pressure of the move, of the club, of the sheer sum of money he moved for. Potentially, it's that. Potentially, it's poor recruitment. Didn't fit with what the club needed. There's a lot of ways you can look at it, and we're going to look at all those sort of reasons once we've talked about all the players. But Coutinho, oh, definitely a failure. And then, Griezmann, yeah, I mean, yeah. Definitely a failure. Coutinho, I mean, Barca, spent a lot of money, ended up losing on a free to Villa. I mean, Coutinho must be laughing. He, he's, yeah. he's earned money, he's now in Qatar. Yeah. He is earned a lot of money. He's, he's, he's balling out. He's got so much money. I, I just feel, though, similarly to Neymar, it's what? a potentially. Mm. You know, a fantastic Brazilian talent, completely wasted. Where's Griezmann now? He's still at Barca. He's gone back to LA. Oh, of course he has. Went out and loaned them back. Yeah. Permanent. Rah, really. <laughs> yeah. It's never great when you make a hundred and, what is it, 120 million pound, uh, 120 Sorry. million euro move, and then they're not going back. I mean, they always say never go back to your ex. 20, 30. Well, what if she's smoking up? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Fair enough. A man of great morals. In at joint seven, then, we've got two players that we can't really judge yet in Moise Caicedo and Declan Rice. But again, similar to Enzo, that defensive field of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With the inflated market that's going to happen over the next few years, with the fact they're new, with the fact they look good, they will come good eventually. I don't know if it'll happen over the next few years. It's definitely happened this summer, though, with the inflated market. Similar to how fullbacks did. The yeah. summer before last, everyone was all, oh, we love fullbacks now, go buy loads of them. It yeah, seems well. to be that with DMs now. That's people. Or at least this summer. Maybe it'll be, who knows who will be next summer. But it's uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Caicedo. Right wing backs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's just buying yeah. right wing backs. Yossip, you're out of it. It's moving for 50 million. Everyone doesn't love the good goal. <laughs> yeah, be good goalkeeper. Yeah. So Caicedo, it just. I don't know. I, as a Chelsea fan, I'm worried the transfer is just a bit of a miss. What? It just doesn't make any sense. It does make sense. He's a fantastic footballer and he's probably proven. But why, then, why do you then need Enzo and Lavia as well? Well, Enzo can play a more advanced role. He's a bit more of a oh, creator. You, can't, you cannot spend 
Like no, Christ, I don't know if they're If you spend a hundred and odd, you know, if you spend a hundred million on Enzo, you then cannot go and spend that same on Kaiseido. Yeah. Yeah, fair. And then you can't go spend a little bit lower on Lavia. The thing is, you can have Enzo and Kaiseido, but then why Lavia and Ugachakwu as well? But That's in terms of the players, it's looked rough. And, you know, again, Brighton, since Benfica, they drive a hard bargain. Another bidding war. You know, Chelsea's had to swoop, swoop in the last minute, just chucked all of Todd Bowley's live earnings on the table by sounds of it. And Bayern went, Brighton yeah. went, we'll have that. Goodbye, Liverpool. Kaiseido finally had a change of heart. But also, I think Caicedo is definitely one where I'd say the pressure seems to be the biggest issue. Caicedo played for a Brighton side where there was no pressure. Yeah. There was never any expectation on Brighton. I think a similar thing happened with Marco Correa because there was never any expectation yeah. there. And I don't know whether it was... I think... And I think that's having a big impact now. I think yeah. it's having a huge the, impact now. The thing with Caicedo, all the different transfers, is I feel like he had a, it was a massive transfer saga of him. He was going to live at, you know, Chelsea yeah. first interested, then Liverpool were, then it kind of bounced around, and then Liverpool were going to get him. He looked like, oh, he loves it, Liverpool, he's going to go to the club. And then suddenly, at last minute, he's gone to Chelsea. That's a big yeah. switch, because it looked for all the world that he was going to go join Liverpool. And then suddenly, he's in love with Chelsea Football Club. Yeah, it's definitely too early to judge. Definitely too early to judge, but it does look a bit of a miss. Uh, joining on the same price is Declan Rice. Now, I know their add-ons are slightly different. Yeah. I think Rice is a lot lower than, than Kaiseido's, but I believe those Kaiseido ones are performance-related. So, you know, swings and roundabouts, isn't it? With Rice, I think the difference is, and why he's adapted to Arsenal so quickly, is because he has played with pressure. Yeah. He played for a West Ham side where he was the star man. He wasn't just another cog in a fantastic no. possession-based system. He was the star man. And he was playing for a team that needed him to drag them forward. Yeah. But he's also played for England. He's yeah, played in yeah. European finals. He's played in the Conference League final. He's played in you know European Championship finals. He's played in big games, Declan Rice. He's been involved in big moments. Caicedo hasn't. Caicedo's played for Ecuador and they've never, yeah. they've not really gone anywhere yet. That They have got an exciting young side. Especially for Brighton, who a similar sort of thing, really. They've not really gone anywhere yet, but they do play nice football. I just think that that, that step up in pressure and expectation, you've gone from a couple people, <laughs> Brighton. <laughs> you've, you've gone from a lot less... Like a little seaside town. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. There's a lot less of a global attention and fan base and yeah. media speculation on every little aspect of your play when you play for Brighton and... But when you move to Chelsea, there, there is that expectation, that scrutiny, that that level of pressure that comes with the comes with the club. So I think he can come good, and I hope he does. But yeah. I am worried for him, and I think it's a similar thing that's happened with Mudrik. He's not on our list because he doesn't quite reach yeah. the threshold. I know a lot of people say, oh, 100 million for Mudrik. It never was that, but he doesn't quite get onto this list. But I think it's a similar thing there with the pressure of moving, yeah. especially given the fact he was playing for a Shakhtar Donetsk side during one of the toughest moments of his life. Yeah. His country was at war. I think now that huge culture shift is going to have, a, have an impact. And I think that is, that's that been the biggest issue yeah. with Chelsea's transfers. They're yeah. not integrating players who are potentially going to take time to adapt into a side that's no. strong. They're putting them into a side that's weak and expect them to make the difference. That doesn't, that isn't working no. quite clearly. The other seven, uh, the other player joining at seventh then is Jack Grealish's 117 million euro move to Manchester City in 2021. I think it was okay. I think it was good. Hmm, interesting. Maybe a little on the high side, but I think it's good. He looks very good. He is a really, really good footballer. Yeah. Magnificent. Very experienced. A lot of England caps under his belt now. And over the last few years at City, he has been really really good it took him time to get going yeah. and i think that's why i'd say the price is probably a bit steep because it did take him a season a season and a half but now he's really got going he's in that side he looks very good i mean pep doing what he did best Grish got that move he then coasted he was like i've, I've yeah. got to where i need to be and then pep was very much like you need to keep improving you need to keep growing and i think yeah. that has definitely there's definitely a different yeah. mentality about Jack Grealish now. I think this is a classic case of the ends will never justify the means. Yeah. No matter how well Grealish does, I think it'll always be viewed as, well, they paid a bit too much. Yeah. Because 117 million euros for a player that doesn't put up ridiculous contributions, that's, it's it's just, 
it's never going to look like a good deal on paper. Even though he is a good player, and I think he fits um, the system well, I don't think you can ever. I don't think he's ever going to reach think, that. Yeah, you know, million. Handle a bit extra, so he's a bit more of a party animal. Yeah, when you win all these, you, yeah, when you win all these trophies, you need someone that's going to get the party, Gary. I mean, that is helpful, isn't it? Yeah. So I think he's worth every play, <laughs> worth yeah. every penny. Hundred and seventy million worth spent. Someone who's definitely not worth every penny. Lukaku. What his move to, to Chelsea in twenty twenty one. One hundred and fifteen million euros. What is there to say? He was Dear rubbish. God. He was absolute <laughs> rubbish. He is rubbish. He was rubbish at Chelsea. What a waste of money. Huge failure. And now he is. What is he doing now? He's at Roma now on loan. Oh, he's at Roma. It's just it? this... It's always been his attitude with Lukaku. For some reason, he just... He seems like one minute, it's like, oh, I love the club, I love the club. Mm. Next minute, it's complete, just muppet. Doing interviews. And he, he did all right for the first it half was, of the season. He, he didn't he, he joined. He looked, he looked all right. He, you know, he was slightly struggling, doing okay. Definitely worked room to improve. And then he goes... No, what, we're in the national duty. What am I going to do? I I've got to piss everyone off. Yeah. I'm just going to do. I'm just going to be a prick for no reason. And Chelsea are enjoying a good start to the season. And then he went, "Wow, let's just piss that out of the wall." I think it would have paid off. I think it probably would have done all right. Yeah. And then he decided just to go. Do you know what? I don't fancy this anymore. I'm going to go yeah. tell everyone that they're shit. I mean, it's just the <laughs> strangest decision. Yeah. I don't get it from him. I really don't get it. So I think it, it was a failure, but that's on Lukaku and not Chelsea. But you've got to you've got to do your research. You can see what kind of character he is in that situation. We've seen him before. Well, he the, doesn't work. So he's not get town. Hang on a minute. He's just done interviews. Just called us all rubbish. <laughs> well, that, that was half door, wasn't it? Obviously, but it, when when we had a deal for Harland done by by many reports, one hundred and twenty million but decided it was too much to pay. It just feels like a stab in the head when they get, when the Kaku's done what he's done. And it's just, yeah, a frustrating situation, obviously, yeah. but a definite fail. I don't think there can be any doubts there. Yeah. And I don't think it fits any of the criteria. Is it pressure? Is it poor recruitment? Maybe poor recruitment. It's just Lukaku, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like you never know what's going to happen there. He's already got to score 50 in the Serie A this season for Roma and City or Bayern and making the best goal scorer ever. Should we move on to next, our next players? Because the first of which is Ousmane Dembele to Barcelona in 2017, €105 million. Euros. I think, again, this is a bit of do your research, but apart from that, this is, on, this is no one's fault. The poor bloke, he yeah. just, just keeps getting injured. I don't know what he... It's one of those, once you get injured once, you can't stop it. He's such a talented footballer, and I yeah. think that will come to fruition. Hopefully, I hope his time at PSG can be less injury-riddled. Yeah, I think... And we can see the best of Ousmane Dembele. When the transfer was first made, that kind of money, it was a bit like, that's steep, but he is very good. And I but think also, at that time, they spent half of the Neymar money on him. Yeah. And that felt like, you know what, while you've lost Neymar 200 million, that works. you've still kept half it and you've gone and got one of the most exciting talents in world football. But he spent more time with the physio than he did on the pitch. Yeah, it's just then six months later, they decided we need another one. Coutinho. Yeah. And then somehow, Greek. 18 months later, they went, you know what we need? Another 100 yeah. million pound plus player. So... It just, it was really poor recruitment from Barcelona, and I think yeah. Dembele was a great addition, but they shouldn't have then gone and signed more and more £100 million players. It's just a shame they never worked out with Dembele, because yeah. he, he was the right fit, he's the right profile, but his, he, they should have really seen his injury record. Yeah, they should have. But alas, not a lot, not a lot you can do about no. that. Joining with him is Paul Pogba's move to Manchester United <laughs> in 2016, uh, which did break the world transfer true. record at the time at 105 million euros. This bloke's career's gone down the drain a bit. Yeah, just a little. Just a little. <laughs> I thought he was going to be like one of the world's greatest players when he joined United. I think a lot of people did. I was wrong. He should have been. He should have been. He should have been. At Juventus, he was he was so good. And this is the problem with the, with these expensive transfers: is is it that Every you know, is it the poor, yeah. it can't be the poor recruitment because a lot of these signings on paper looked ridiculously good. So is it the expectation? Is it the pressure? Or is it simply that no matter how good a player ever is, they can never live up to the hype? Mm. I don't know. I feel like it's probably the for the first two. It's very much a, but, if you move for a hundred million, that's going to yeah. be in your head, isn't but it? I, I think, think that's this is the case the the in a similar boat to the Kaku one. It's on him. A bit, yeah, I think. He was a bit of a tool. Yeah. 
But he's had some magical moments. Yeah. And I think that Man United fans should try and focus on that, I guess. Players that go for over 100 million, they're probably going to have a bit of an attitude. Because they're going to think they're the dog bollocks. Do you you also think that he never had a coach who really believed in Yeah, that United, those few years at United were rough. Because if you think about it, so he had Mourinho. Mourinho is sensational. One thing we know about Mourinho is he, there is no, there is no, there is no leeway. There is no shits given. If you don't want to work for him, yeah, it, it, just does, it, it just doesn't park. work, does it? Exactly. Yeah. And Ndombele running yeah. around in fifty degrees on the little bikes. <laughs> like, if it just doesn't work for, for if, if, if you don't work for Mourinho, he will he not. He plays Mourinho at your football club. You do what he. You do. The, you, it's the Mourinho way. Yeah. If you don't do the Mourinho way. You're on your way. Yeah, exactly. And I, th- I feel like he needed a manager who believed in him. Then he got Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, who not really. is c- completely useless. He's just a bloke. <laughs> He's not completely useless. And I-, I think his time at United was judged harshly because the- actually the situation around the club was horrendous. But he, he never managed Pogba right. And no. I don't know. I felt he, f- he needed. Do you know exactly who he needed? Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Sir Alex Ferguson would have taken him by the scruff of the neck Got him on the straight and narrow and got him playing beautiful football. Stop dyeing your hair and why about playing football? Uh, yeah, you know, still dye your hair if you want to, Paul Pop, promise. Start playing football. We live in a progressive society where people <laughs> can dye their hair if they want to. It's not up to Sir Alex Ferguson. But yeah, I think it's it's just another one where it, it's not really on the club. It feels like they did make a good transfer. I mean, when you sell him for nothing and then buy yeah. him back for... 105 million euros. You do have to question who's running the club. Yeah. And you still do now at Man United. But yeah, not not a great situation. 13, someone where you you shouldn't really be able to judge, but I think we can already. Jude Bellingham's 103 million euro move to Real Madrid this summer. He's crazy. He's so good at football. He's mentally good at football. Wow. Like, it's not in, it's not inhumane levels of Messi and Ronaldo, but he is very, very good. Bellingham is the definition of why I hate Southgate. Yeah. Because he's so good at football. You've got Jude Bellingham in your team and drawing to Ukraine. Yeah, exactly. How do you do that? Because even if you, even the rest of the team have got absolute shite, it's still score a hat-trick. So what are you doing wrong? Yeah, Be- Bellingham is in- an incredible footballer. I think that's so obvious to anyone that watches him. He's just a perfect combination of that, of that power, that physicality. But also, he's got one of the best minds in football. He's such yes. a creative spark in the middle there. His decision-making is excellent. His his passion is superb. His yep. work ethic is just everything such, is just so yeah. I know he's got the perfect combination of all talents and what you want from your midfielder. I am worried he's overpaying at nineteen, but it's Jude Bellingham. But I, honestly, be fine, I think probably. if he lasts the whole season, this transfer is good. Prof, wow, bargain, absolutely. And I know I thought I'd say a hundred million transfers would be a bargain. I think they'll look at us, yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, Dortmund were throwing around one hundred and fifty million pound sums, like yeah. What, mm. what they wanted, I think that at 100 million, they've, yeah, as you say, got themselves an absolute bargain. If you consider the players that went for more, it's not too bad. Yeah. 14th, Gareth Bale's moved to Real Madrid in 2013 for 101 million euros. Obviously, at the time, this broke the world transfer record. I mean, in terms of him and Real Madrid, this is brilliant. It's a great start. If it's it? Tottenham. That was the summer of some yeah, Darwin. Yeah, <laughs> combined. Tottenham summer comes in at next. Yes. <laughs> the worst window but ever. From a transfer point of view for Bale, he won them Champions Leagues, he won them La Ligas, he won them Cups, he won the trophies. And that front three, BBC, was absolutely brilliant. I feel like Bale is, is the greatest example of he could never justify the price tag. No. He was so good for him. Back, especially in his early in that mark In that market back then. If you think 2013, 14, 15, 16 sort of time, he was really in his prime. And he still had great moments after that, yeah. don't get me wrong. But that was when we really saw the best of Gareth Bale, I would yeah. say. Injuries played him a little bit throughout the, his time yeah. at Madrid. Then his attitude started to go, oh, I'll play golf. Oh, no, no. Wales Golf Madrid. Get rid of Madrid, man. That's, that's when you that was knew. Wales first. Sorry, I'll go through it. Yeah. And golf game, sorry. Between Real Madrid, Wales and Golf. He chose <laughs> Wales and then golf. Yeah, I mean, it's such a bizarre choice. Why? Either of those. Why, mate? He could have. He could have won more Champions Leagues before that. He could have won yeah. so many. He could have been one of the best players in the world. But he'd rather go play golf in Wales. 
Yeah, but I, I think though Real will look back at that and go, you know Success. what? He scored in a Champions League final. He, he, he was still that. really good. I mean, I'm always taken back to that famous goal against Barcelona where he knocked the ball past the defender and ran off pitch around the defender and chased after it. I like his bicycle kick against Karen. <laughs> yeah, I like that as well. He I chases after it, picks up and collects the ball. I think that's probably the best in on goal, that was in years. That was, yeah, I mean, I all, the all the recent ones were nap. Carrie flat with Andrew Lamont, Bale scoring overhead kicks. Anyway, up next we've got a joint tie at 15th. Three transfers then who uh, all came in at hun- exactly 100 million euros. The first of which is Eden Hazard to Real Madrid in 2019. This is an unmitigated failure. It should have been so good. Yeah. It's another example of a player who gets that big move and then yeah. goes, well, it's, it's, and, I'm here now. And for all parties, well, I don't need to try. You know, for Chelsea fans, that interview after the Europa League final was one of the, emotion, one of the most emotional... No. That whole day was just emotional for Chelsea fans. Winning the Europa League against Arsenal and then listening to Hazard in that post-match interview because you could tell he wanted that move so badly, but he hated leaving Chelsea. And I yeah. bet he sat there after a year, two years around, went, what if I never left? He's a Chelsea hero, though, isn't he? And I think, for me, it says a lot that right now, at the age of 33, despite offers from his boyhood club, Lille, yeah. well, his, oh, his first club, Lille, I should say, not his boyhood club. Might have been his boyhood club, I can't remember. But that was his first club. And then, and other offers, such as Marseille, he still turns them down. He doesn't really fancy playing. I think that says a lot. He's lost his love for football. I would say. I, th- I think when you move for that much money, that pressure's got away on you. And we saw it with, you know, people joke about his weight and stuff. I, pro- I think he probably used that as a coping mechanism. Yeah. It must be incredibly difficult to be just been transferred for £100 million. And it's I think I think that different players obviously take that differently. We see Jude Bellingham, and he is carrying that weight and expectation on his shoulders, and he's rising above it. Yeah, has I got bogged down by it? Yeah, literally. Yes. I mean, good the age difference. Because Bellingham's got yeah, very young. Hazard already had a massive career at Chelsea before he yeah. then got his big move. Could he been looking at as well? What have I got left to achieve? I've yeah. won everything. I'll probably pick up a Champions League anyway while I'm here at Real and got to do anything. Yeah. Real just win Champions it, it, League. Exactly. The injury bench while he won. Yeah, you know, got Champions League medals. Yeah. Not bad life, eh? <laughs> yeah. Gareth, why do you play golf, mate? We do it. <laughs> Anyone's been in your position, you get Wales. But I would say, yeah, definite failure, wasn't yeah, it? I mean, I you've signed one of the most exciting players in the world. It just didn't work out. Yeah. It didn't work out. Up next, Harry Kane's 100 million euro move to Bayern Munich. That's this summer. work, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't really see how it doesn't. I think even, even if he leaves in three, four years' time... He's going to hit 200 goals in that time. goals, four Bundesliga. Yeah, they four, may even win a Champions yeah. League. Four and four Super Cups, that's 16 yeah. trophies. He's still only 29. If he yeah. leaves when he's 33 to go back to Tottenham or to go to Manchester United or something like that, I think you can easily win. recoup 50, 50, 60 million. In which case, you've made, you've you've paid a net 40 million in, to, in, that, in, you know, in that time frame for a the world's best striker right now. Yeah. Just to score goals for fun in the back. Yeah, it's got hope it doesn't do players. They didn't go not, play yeah. England cricket Bayern. Not counting Haaland and, yeah. and Mbappe and that, by the way, because they're definitely ahead. Oh, but yeah, sure. if he decides to ban, bring out an England banner with England cricket. Munich. Bayern, yeah, Munich, then it's going to be a bit more. In that order. Yeah. Up next, we have Cristiano Ronaldo's move to Juventus in 2018 for 100 million euros. Not the first time, and not the last time, sorry, that Ronaldo will feature in this list. I mean, for Juventus, they went, he's Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Let's go get him. The, and he scored a lot of The thing is, from a commercial point of view, it's Ronaldo paid for his own transfer, didn't it's he? success. They won the Scudetto. Yeah. I think they recouped 30 million as well he from Manchester United. Like twice but the height of a defender one. I remember seeing that picture so many times. He did, and I think Juve, I mean, as, as you say, you've seen it loads of times. Juve probably still yeah. making so much money, also, or at least. Well, like, as a defender, you're like, for fuck's sake. Well, what was, is this? Yeah. <laughs> Even as a goal, Ronaldo. He's Ronaldo. <laughs> well, he, I'm not going to jump that high, am I? I'm never getting out of there. Should have just given a cheeky shove. <laughs> cheeky little push. But yeah, I feel like 100 million is Ronaldo. It's Ronaldo. It wasn't a fair There's no argument. It's Ronaldo. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Good transfer. Eighteenth, Anthony to Manchester United for ninety-five million euros. Hit my face too early. Nope. It is not. Especially with the recent stuff that's come out. What a yeah, wipe. I don't really want to comment on that because I feel like it's an ongoing situation. Oh, yeah, There's still it. lots of evidence coming out. But from United right point of view, the fact he now can't play. Well, yeah, the investigation shit, going yeah. over the next sort of month or so. I'm hoping that that gets concluded quickly. So if he is innocent, yeah. he gets back to his football. If he is guilty, then that's dealt with in the in the proper way, and he doesn't end up at Hatafe. But I do think that at 95 million for a player that can't cross on his I right foot, it's a problem. That. He has one, he can go one way, and he can only go one way, and you know he's going to go that one I way. I mean, I do have serious questions about Ten Hag's talent ID. Because at Ajax, you don't need to have a talent ID, because no. they've got is the best cool, scouting yeah. operation. You just go in the academy and go, well, he's good, isn't he? And they go, yeah. Don't put them out until they your inbox to go, he's good, he's not very good at him as well. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know, I don't think he was ever really going to work in the Premier League. You can be one-dimensional in... In the Eredivisie, we saw that with Ziyech. Yeah, he could be one of the best players in the world in the Eredivisie with one foot. But at, can't be one foot in the Premier in League. Game. The left back's just gonna go. Yeah. Hang on, no, you're not coming against. <laughs> go out. And he goes. I don't want to do that. So he just yeah. runs away. And then he, he waits till Wamasaka turns out. Or he just spins around for a bit. Yeah, it just feels or like a little spin volleys off the pitch for a laugh. He's obviously a good player. Like, that's undoubted, but he's never going to be worth that 95 million. No. He's had some decent moments. And you've got really good players on the bench over him as well. What a waste. Big failure. Mm. Ajax robbed them. They like robbery. Indeed. Uh, then we have joint at 19th. Then to finish off, Harry Maguire's move to Manchester United in 2018. 94 million euros. 94 million euros. Harry Maguire. Um... Can someone please no. buy a defender over 100 million euros just so we don't have to keep seeing Maguire yeah. as the most expensive defender at all time? God, what are you not thinking? What were they thinking? He's clearly a good player. Was he that good, good at Leicester? Million. He was good, but at 50. 94 million yeah. pounds euros. He's not dealt well with the expectation of Manchester United. No. And then rather than leave and forget everything happened, he's actually staying for more prejudice. Did you, did you watch... I mean, we watched the Ukraine game. Did you see him just run at Gerhi when the, we conceded? It, like, it's so bad. Uh, not, 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 oh, oh, he should just block the man or be marking the man in on the ball. No, we don't like it. Instead, he runs at Mark Gerhi and makes face over the sun. It's so painful to watch him defend. I could have been a United fan. That goal against Arsenal and Rice, where him and Johnny Evans just stand there and go, well, he's going to score, isn't he? Just like, he, he takes five minutes to bring the ball down. And so they're like, any time now, get ready. I'm ready. He's rubbish. Yeah, but yeah, he's, he's uh, a failure. I think he's a failure, yeah. It's fair to say. Finishing off our list, then we've got Cristiano Ronaldo's move from Manchester United to Real Madrid in 2009 at 94 million euros. I don't think we need to say much about this. No, they, turned the, they turned the profit on a 94 yeah. million tra- euro transfer. The most, obviously, that was the, the transfer record. And you have commercial. They probably tripled, quadrupled their profit. He won multiple Champions Leagues, multiple titles. He is. He was. He broke many records. He was the second greatest player of all time. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, but... Well, I actually see what Barcelona... How much Barcelona spent on Messi, that's tremendous. Barcelona made 30 million on Messi. Yeah. <laughs> that's so silly. It's so ridiculous that, you know, they sad him through La Masia. But, yeah, that is the 20. As we've seen... There's about three players on there that we think, yeah, that's a good transfer. So, uh, the rest once because he doesn't count twice. <laughs> well, I think he counts twice. Yeah, he counts There's twice. two different transfers, but yeah, roughly five, six. Yes, about about that. that we Harry Maguire is not on that list of successes. So I want to pose the question to you and chat. We're not chat. We're not, we're not live. We're... Hi guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, live chat. No comment section down below. Get involved. Why do you think these transfers? But Harry, I want to pose it to you first. Why do you think these transfers fail? I mean, there's loads of factors, but what would you put it down to the most? I want to say it's too much money. 
But we've also seen that it isn't. Look at Mbappe, look at Ronaldo. That wasn't too much money. So clearly, spending over a hundred million on a footballer isn't a bad idea because it can it can work. I just think it's like one of the main things is how, how the player reacts to that move. Because yeah, I agree, I understand that. Neymar went London dogs bollocks, aren't I? Two hundred and twenty million euros on me. You know, I'm playing PSG. Look yeah. at me, Anthony. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. The common theme in this list is. A difference in mentality. Yeah. You look at the players that we deem success. Ronaldo, literally, you could fill a wall with his quotes. What's Bellingham. The but the thing is, Ronaldo's the, out- like Ronaldo the outlier because he's got the arrogance, but also he's got the fucking ability to back it up. Yeah. Like you're Cristiano, you could be as arrogant as you but want. It's, but the arrogance is fine. It it's he channels it. He channels exactly. it. And it's the same with Mbappe. Yeah. Mbappe's an arrogant shit and you would not want to do this all the time and yeah. get on the shit. Exactly. But he's just got actually where you're thinking, oh, I've hate this guy, I'll have to keep passing him, he's not passing it back. But there he goes and scores a hat trick and you think, oh, yeah, no, he might have he thinks he'd take a day off every year to go see his sister on her birthday. And then, and then you see these more, the, the more timid players, players like Felix yeah. and stuff, who, who are young when they moved. Who didn't and back themselves. Dembele and, and players like that. It, there's a clear theme that you can spend over 100 million, but you need to profile the right sort of player. It needs to be someone that is confident in their own abilities and that will look at that fee and go, I am worth that. You have I the, should the deserve to make that. You either got Peter to go, I'm the dog's bollocks, I'm the best player in the world. And then you got Peter to go, should they really spend that much money on me? I don't feel like I can live up to that. And there's very few that go, well, I am worth that much money, but I'm also not an arrogant prick. Yeah. yeah. Or they've got the ability just to go, I'm arrogant, I'm lucky because I've just scored five goals in your net. So, Alex. Or the other option is if you are in the Bundesliga, just side the Prem Strikers, they're going to score 50. Yeah. So, I mean, even Andre Kramaric has been brilliant in the Bundesliga. So, yeah, that's the. If you've yeah. got 100 million, you're in the Bundesliga, look at the Premier League. Even if it's just, yeah, I'm pissed it would score 25. <laughs> He'd do so well. But, yes, yeah, I think that's about it. I think that's about yeah. it on, on the transfers. It is just. So if you're going to spend 100 million, you need to make sure they've got the mentality they can deal with that. Someone like Enzo Fernandez, yeah. someone like Bellingham, someone like yeah. Ronaldo, they're the type of players that can deal with that. Don't sign Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire. <laughs> should we move on to our next topic? Then? Yes, we should. I hope that's answered the, the question that we had in the live yeah. chat. We've dedicated pretty much an entire podcast to it. We've got a couple of other topics to touch on before we sign off today. Uh, we wanted to throw in a couple other things because we haven't got any FPL this week. No. But we will be back next week with the FPL content following this weekend's games. We could talk about the international break then, and I don't really want to wait England. We've we've seen oh, the first game where we were shitty about Ukraine against that. Ukraine, and then obviously we haven't seen the Scotland game yet at the time of Who cares? It's recording. It is exactly that. So, but I do want to talk about Hansi Flick. Obviously, Hansi Flick, Germany manager, ex Germany manager, now sacked on Sunday, Monday morning, Monday morning. Yeah. So, I mean, where did they're it go? In the mud. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, where did it all go wrong? They're in the mud. Oh, last year's for Germany. You know, men's men's team, women's team, youth teams, it yeah. all just fall into rubbish. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, specifically on Hansi, Hansi Flick's reign, though, I would say it's very much the last year. He started quite well. Why are we in the World Cup? Uh, they got knocked out in the groups. Oh, my God, they did, they? Exactly. Oh, yeah, it's I, I would say, it ha- yeah, about a year ago now, they had a couple friendlies, a yeah. couple games before the World Cup, that sort of stuff, and and Euro qualifiers, obviously, and not not Euro qualifiers, so they're already in, but like the the final World Cup qualifiers and stuff like that. They they qualified for the World Cup, fine, they looked quite decent. It's after that the friendlies for the World Cup and the Nations League games is what I meant, not the qualifiers, stuff like that. They looked really poor in. Yeah. Then you get to the World Cup, and it was one of the most abysmal tournaments Germany have ever seen since their group stage knockout in 2014, which I get was only eight years ago, but, but you know, it's, just, it's a real disappointment for them. This, put, this has put them in a, re- it's been a rock and a hard place. And then, as I was, yeah, they've not had any qualifiers, but they have had friendlies. They've been completely shit. I mean, 4 1 to Japan, pretty much just something. So they, their out. two options were keep a just keep something that's going really wrong before you host a main national tournament and then get really shattered in your own backyard yeah. or get rid of the problem but only have 10 months to fix it or the, the tournament on home and, soil yeah. exactly exactly that the problem is that the players never really 
what's the, what's the word? Gaten, you know, they didn't really care about how it. How can you inspire an international team in 10 months? You can't. I think you can. Look yes, at Morocco. Yeah, look, look, look at Morocco yeah. at the World yeah, Cup. Their manager came in six months or something like that before the tournament. You could also look at Hervé Renard at Saudi Arabia. Exactly that. So there are options out there. And I think it's if you get the right man. coach, you need someone that is very good at man management, that sort of motivating. And this Germany side, it's not got those strong pillars of the team that won in 2014. Yeah. It's... So I've, I think I said they got knocked out in 2014. I mean, they got yeah, knocked out yeah. groups in 2018 and 2022. I think, though, yeah, it's not got those those strong leaders that it had in 2014. No. It's got a lot of young players that need that guidance, need to, to get that belief back. They need a reset. If you look at the start of the millennium, like, Germany yeah. very much reset their side. They were very unhappy with the tournament in 98, and they reset their team going into the new millennium. That's been very successful. They changed yeah. the way they do the youth setup. They changed the way that the first t- that the national side was. They you know got rid of a lot of players and brought in a lot of young players. A lot of young players got opportunities, especially central midfielders, and they really developed a lovely brand of football that obviously then led to them winning the World Cup in twenty fourteen. Since then, two group stage knockouts at World Cups. Yeah, nothing really at the. I mean, they got knocked out by England in the quarterfinals yeah. of Euro twenty twenty. It's been a cat, you know, an unparalleled failure yeah. for Germany. They've never been this shit. The problem is for them. <laughs> they never they, have. No. And this is a massive tournament for them because, as yeah. you speak, for for the men's team, it has been a terrible few years. For the women's team, similar. You're Another getting, horrific failure. A group stage like, knockout. Group stage knockout in the Asian World Cup. Getting beaten by in both teams in the last year. The last two years have been beaten by England in Eng- on English turf. Yeah, I mean, that's tough, isn't it? That's Youth tough. teams, again, got torn apart by England. They keep losing to England. Yusuf and Mukoko yeah. on their side, and they still lost. It just I, I, I feels like it's a tough time to be a f- this support is of German football. a massive tournament for Germany, back on home soil. I mean, yeah. oh, they won the international basketball. Do you know that was a thing? That's most, like... That's all Germans got to hear about. I didn't know anyone played basketball up in America. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know, so I saw it in the news. Um, but they haven't got anything yeah. to celebrate right now. I, I, I liked it because the Americans... Have you seen the whole American World, World Championship yeah. debate? And then obviously they went and lost. So that was quite amusing. But yeah, I think Germany's decision right now well. is so big. Yeah. Because you have to... Because this is not only football fans... Look at how he, the whole country, whole of England reacted when we hosted the Euros in twenty twenty one. One, there's well, really really host, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, the whole yeah. weird situation on English turf. We got to the final. Look how the whole country reacted to that. It'll be the same for Germany. The whole whole country. Really Always has been. They can't get grouped. They cannot get grouped. It's inexcusable to get grouped on your own turf. Especially in the Euros. World yeah. Cup, you can start more understanding. More teams. Yeah, it's better teams as well. The Euros. They should yeah. be getting free. But who do they bring in? Well, this is what we're going to talk about now. So, yes. there is not a chance in hell it's an outside hire. I no. cannot see it being a non-German. Just can't see Germany doing it. You can't bring that. in a non-German when you're out of host of yeah. on German soil. Exactly. And you need a turnaround. So, the ideals are Jürgen Klopp or Thomas Tuchel. Neither of them... Now we're leaving now. Are leaving. I don't think... They will not think. risk their whole Maggio career and the respect yeah. they've got from Germans to go cock it up in 10 months. And this is the problem. Time. If they sacked Flick in May... They have time. I think they could have been convinced Klopp. I think they could have said to Klopp, we want you for our, for the home tournament. Well, and I think he would have been hard-pressed to say. <laughs> well, I think he would have gone to the Bundesliga. Sure. Or, or if they did it, or if they yeah. did it before Tuchel joined, yeah. joined to Bayern. But... It feels like they've waited too long and now they're stuck with slim pickings. But there is a very good option on the market, namely Julian Nagelsmann. How do you convince Nagelsmann to to do German national duty? I would say this is his big chance to to put his name back on the map as a a world-class manager. I agree with that. I think uh, he was sensational at RB Leipzig, but... He has I very think, much faded into a bit of obscurity. That, that weird sacking at Bayern was... Where they lost two league games yeah. all season and then they sacked him. That whole scenario was bizarre. Yeah. Whatever happened there, we will never know. But really bizarre. And he's, like, he's kind of... I, I can't, he's probably just you know just living a normal, regular life now in, in Germany, doing nothing. Yeah. This is his but one The problem of announcement is, what job do you take? Yeah. There exactly. isn't one out there. 
And this is it. If I'm here, I go, fuck it. I've got 10 months. Either we turn up on our own soil and we put on a show and I go down as one of the, ev- one of the greatest ever German managers or I fuck it up and my career's down the drain. Never mind, because I'm doing that now. Yeah, I, I don't think... The problem is it's, it is a risk for Nagelsmann to go into international coaching. You can get stuck there. Not many oh, managers who go into international Egypt. come back. But I think for Nagelsmann, he could very much say, I'll take the side for 2024. Big risk reward. If he wins the Euros, though, he will be the hottest yeah. name on the market. Or just go in the World Cup. And Chelsea probably will be willing to bring him in because uh, it's been a year, year isn't it so they've probably already got rid of part by then Lampard came for a stint yeah. even Bull Blake would have hopped in either Di Matteo or Salta yeah. and then we'll get then we'll bring in someone Andre else Andre but I feel like yeah there's definitely I think Nagelsmann should take I it I think he gets off but he's got to take it by fans but provided Nagelsmann doesn't take it who would you be your next sort of option I mean I've got an idea who would you say Right, it's not going to be an outside hire. Yeah. Obviously, Rudy Vola is taking over the team at the moment, or Rudy Vola. He obviously... He can't take the tournament. Had, he took the team in 2000 to 2004. He's a German icon. He can't do that again. But is he the perfect man? He's not... A brilliant the manager. Will be there, He's man. not a brilliant manager, but is what this team needs a brilliant manager? Yeah. Or is it someone that's going to say, "You are German. You do not. You lose. know what it's like to be German. We do not go lose. out there, bomb yeah. on the table, and win the game." Might just work. But yeah, if not, Oli Glasner, former Eintracht Frankfurt manager, former VSV, VFL Wolfsburg yeah. manager, he has a lot of pedigree in the German game. Could he? Could he pull off the unthinkable? If it's the chance Why for not? a German manager to stand up, go, fuck it, this is me, and destroy the world on their own turf. Yeah. This is their moment. They don't want to bottle it. Nagelsmann, Glasner, any German manager, just a random bloke called Pietro, chuck himself in there. Like a German name. I don't know. It's the first name I thought I was going to say Peter, but that's too English. Um, <laughs> what are your other options? Jim. German Jim. <laughs> Go out there, manage that team, and just give up what you got. Yeah. All right, shall we get on to our final topic of the day? Sure. Uh, we've got... I think we've been... We're approaching our marks. I think, yeah. you know, this will... A nice way to round off. Mohamed Salah has been the talk of the town, the talk of everyone over this summer. Of the country. Uh, obviously, yeah. he has been linked with a move to Al Etihad. Now, we don't really want to talk about that today. We've had enough to talk about Saudi. Yeah, board. It's pro- it may happen. Now. It may not. It's, it's not going to happen this window. Saudi transfer window is done now. But hey. Liverpool are going to lose Salah at some point. Whether that is... They will. He will eventually. Whether that's in January, whether that is next summer, whether that's in two years' time, they are going to lose. They're going to be 92. He will perish at some point. <laughs> exactly. So, how do Liverpool replace Mohamed Salah? They buy another footballer. They probably will need to, yeah. yeah. I mean, Ben Doak does look good. No, no, you got it. Oh, no, no, no. Harsh, harsh on Ben Doak. No, not harsh. Rubbish. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So we've got a couple of options. Let's start with a Premier League ready option. Now that, well, I've got I've got two Premier League options for you. Now the Ooh. name most strongly linked with the move is Jared Bowen. Do you think he'd work? No. Why not? I I said this about Jared Bowen recently. I don't remember when. Uh, I think he was a bit one. Was he even on the that. show? Don't know. I just sort of know around a conversation yeah. with someone. Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, think he's a, I think he's a good player. I think he had one really good year to make him look better than he actually is. I think stats would say otherwise. I think based on his yeah, movement, based on his I just think that he, looked, he had a really, really strong season where he looked one of the best players in the Premier League. That kind of petered off last year and it hasn't carried on into this year and it's kind of kept petering out into this year. Have you watched West Ham and Jared Bowen this season? I don't like Jared. I don't. I don't like. They've West played Ham. four games and he's looked sensational. Yeah. Do you want to know the difference? So the season where he exploded, twenty twenty one, he was getting fantastic service. Twenty twenty two, no service. Unsurprisingly, doesn't get a lot of goals. Twenty twenty three, oh, Ward Prowse has rocked up. And now there's on, balls getting pinged over the top all the time and free kicks going yeah, flying. Yeah, it was happening. Now bloody Bazinga's scoring for them. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unsurprisingly, Bowen's scoring ahead. I think if you give him the right sort of service, namely Alexis McAllister and Dominic Shabush, like, he gets a ridiculous amount. He might. He probably does. Yeah. But I mean, he might actually get picked for England at that point. Yeah. He might do, yeah. yeah. 
Or maybe yeah, we'll just, you can't or, get on the play. If you just play. really want to get picked for England, you should go to Al Etafaki because yes. that, that's the only game. Most fans want to get picked for England who's lucky. They might, you might do. Southgate was a changed country. <laughs> yeah. Like, the other Premier League option, and this is a bit more of a rogue shout, Kaya Saka. No. If Liverpool get 150 no. million for Salah, no. here's the next dead. best fit. Arsenal would be absolutely brain dead. They would be, but if Saka goes... And the Arsenal fan base would go absolutely nuts. Because <laughs> they, honestly... The only reason I want to see this happen I is think to see AFT completely I think 90% of Arsenal fans would give their life to keep the Kyo Saka. <laughs> honestly, the, the Arsenal fans I talk to, like, they pray yeah. to every night. It's mental. I just imagine the chaos on the AFT. Yeah, that's What's Greg doing? Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, on oh, my plan. I will burn down the Emirates in that. <laughs> <laughs> God, that'd be brilliant. But yeah, I don't really see it happening, but he is nice. No, Profile-wise, he is the perfect fit. Arsenal fans are our southern organs. Now, the dream move. How is it? Who is this going to be? Well, it's obviously Kylian Mbappe. 150 million is... And if you, I mean, if you sell Matip as well, you probably get a bit more then you can use that to go and go for Kylian Mbappe. There is no better player on the market for me. He can play anywhere you want him to. So it's about nine. Clock walks through that room with all the money. PSG goes, sure. Walks into the next room, Mbappe's with there. Mbappe goes, no. He's got Real Madrid's shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> that's the big, know, that's that's the big issue. When it's so obvious that Real are like into it. It's a pipe dream. When he's made it so yeah, obvious that he loves Real... Well, it is. It's like there's two people, you know, love triangle. You know that, yeah, like, those dynamics in school. You've got those two people that clearly both like each other, but nobody's making the move. No one else makes a move. Thought that analogy we made in a football <laughs> podcast. But here we go. Cross. We'll give them some names. Rob and Kit. Yeah, I think it was a girl's yeah. name. They're just. They're just. You know, they're going to get together. They know it's going to happen eventually. But it just it isn't, and but no one else goes for yeah, them yeah, because it. you can't. It's not going to happen. They both, but yeah, nothing ever happens. That would be that, that's why I describe the this Mbappe situation. Oh, it happened. Mbappe wouldn't want to be there. I she think loves, it's, it's like it's like that that lad who's got the, the the girl best friend who's a bit too close to be a best friend and a bit of a threat. That classic situation. <laughs> that classic situation. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet, but Juliet had to marry Jules. <laughs> Jules. Bloody Jules. He's a he's a he's a menace. Oh god, what a horrible oh, person Jules is. Here we go. Shall we <laughs> a couple more players to end on? Yeah. Now, these ones are a bit more rogue shouts who really fit the profile of exactly what you want from a salad replacement. But I, I think they work perfectly. First of which is PSV wide man Johan Bakayoko. He's yeah, we wanted to play against uh, Rangers, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, he was and good. He unsurprisingly looked like Messi. He bought a barrack. He did have a rough day. The other one is Takafusa Kubo. Oh, I'm not on the I think he's a brilliant footballer. I was reading an article in the Athletic. So, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, this was spoken about on the Athletic. That's why I want to talk about Salah today. They identified. Yeah, no, we love the Athletic at the minute. Yeah. And they identified Kubo as one of the, the best profile fits. And you look yeah. at his numbers, you look at the positions he takes up. It's very, very similar to the way Salah plays. Loves to dart inside. He's also got that versatility. He can play anywhere across the front line, really. He's also had a goals and assists to his to his um, portfolio of talent yeah. this season because he's got three assists and one goal in the uh, first four matches of the of the yeah. Liga season. So he's doing really, really well. And he's an ex- such an exciting talent. I mean, yeah, whenever I watch Takafusa yeah. Kubo, I fall in love. Yeah. I feel like he and I feel like he'd be a perfect fit for someone like Tottenham. Yeah. I feel like he's... I don't know why Postacoglu didn't go, please let me buy Kubo. Shit. Because he's exactly what they need. He's a winger can go either way. Now yeah. they've got Brandon Johnson. Very similar, but I personally Kubo's better. Makes a lot of sense. I think he's a brilliant footballer. But that is everything for this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I've about a lot of different things. Uh, it's been quite an enjoyable one. You know it's a late night recording. We're well, like throwing out love triangle analogies oh, and, and making up people like Robin Kit. You never, you know... All that sort of I stuff. Really hope he's watching this. <laughs> All that sort of stuff is is great fun. But yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed. 
that is everything for today. It's getting very warm in the studio. Let's call it like Harry's losing it. <laughs> Thank you guys for. I oh, know things we need to plug. Yeah. Things first, we're live this weekend for Southampton Leicester. Prem predictions out on Friday as well. We'll be talking about all the games and stuff like that. So look out for that on Friday. Next week's podcast, we'll be back with our usual sort of format. We'll be talking about probably some of the Probably Prem a games. lot less. Love probably the referees. Probably the FPL yeah. as well. Yeah. So that's good fun. Which referee fuck that this week? Yeah. <laughs> Have a guess in the comments below. That's everything from us today, though. Please leave a like, subscribe, comment, share, download. I don't know if you can do that. But like, we'll Yeah. And show your nan. And if you're listening on Spotify, then oh, there's yeah. loads of different ways that you can get involved. Head on over to Discord as well. If you are on YouTube, there's a link in the description. If not, head on over to the YouTube and find the link there. That's everything I have to say, though. Thank you guys very, very much for watching or listening. And we'll see you next time. See ya.